now it is. It's happening? It is. Okay, we're happy. We're on. This Hello. is live. <laughs> it's not live. <laughs> Good morning. Hi. <laughs> Afternoon or whatever time you're listening to this. This morning is Teacher's Talk. <laughs> Welcome. You made it. Congratulations. Episode six. Six. Oh, okay. We're Tis. doing good. It is. Wow. I'm proud of this. That's pretty awesome. Um, shout out to our teacher friends that are listening. Yes. Thank you for listening. Should we shout out our two friends? Yeah, we should. Okay. I'll do one. Okay. You start. <laughs> shout out to Anna. Not going to use your last name. Um, we love you. We love you. She texted us the other day and said she listened to our podcast and that we're doing a good job. So we love you and we appreciate you. More than you know. And we miss you. Oh, yeah. She moved to L.A., so. We're not supposed to talk about where she moved. <laughs> she moved to Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Love you, Anna. Thanks for listening. And our other super proud listener. My dogs are jumping on Skylar currently <laughs> as I'm talking. Is Madeline. Yes, I used your full name. I love you. Her name's Maddie. <laughs> she hates it when I call her Madeline. <laughs> But we also love you because you are a listener <laughs> and we know that you listen while you're getting ready in the morning. Yeah. So and you told to other you. people about our podcast as well. So thanks. We love you. Oh, Taylor, what's our episode <laughs> episode about today? Our episode is about history. History? History. Those of you that like phonetic spelling. Mm. It's history day. Yeah, we did. The word story and spelling. I think that's why we that did. popped into my brain as yep. phonetically his toe re re. I hope you're still listening after that. <laughs> <Same>. <laughs> anyway, fine. we're talking about essentially history and science, but also kind of why history versus social studies or just yeah. the differences between the two. Definitely the differences because yeah. just to like preface everything we've noticed in our teaching careers Mm -hmm. um that there is a difference and a lot of teachers are teaching social studies and not history and we wanted to like dive into what that actually means because I didn't know there was a difference for a while so it wasn't until we kind of really sat down and thought about what the differences were yeah and because we teach history at our school and I didn't understand that there was a difference but the reference that we're using today, if you would like to reference something, <laughs> is called The Knowledge Gap, and it's by Natalie Wexler, W-E-X-L-E-R. Mm-hmm. You should absolutely read it. Yeah, this is the second time we're reading through mm-hmm. it. We did get it as a gift from our um, headmaster last, nope, two years ago already, right? We oh didn't, my gosh. We didn't get it last year. Yeah, it was we the got end it. of 19... 2020 2020 I don't know we got it as a gift and it wasn't like a you have to read this right now it was more like a here is this book that I think you all should read if you have the time and then eventually we will talk about it so we got that not last year but the year before you and I both read it that summer yeah and it like predated COVID Mm -hmm. and then COVID hit and the book kind of went on the back burner obviously yeah more important things um because there's other things to handle at the time but now going into like our 10-year revision that we talked about last episode, mm-hmm. we are going to focus on this book. And actually next, not next week, but the following week, after, week yeah. we get to talk about chapters one through three as a faculty. And I am so excited. Yeah. So we wanted to kind of focus this episode, even just on the first chapter of this book is mm-hmm. kind of what we're, what we're looking at here. 
Yeah. And if you all love it, please let us know because we're happy to continue the conversation mm-hmm. um, because there's a lot of great takeaways yeah. from the book. That's also why we only did chapter one is because I yeah. feel like you can really only unpack a little bit at a time. Totally. Because they are dense. But we wanted to start the episode um, by asking a few questions. We're going to quiz you. We're going to see <laughs> what you know. Um and please be honest with yourself. I did this with a couple of friends, a couple of close ones. Um, and the results were interesting. They mm-hmm. were really interesting. Yeah. So, and <laughs> I was like, we were sitting at breakfast this morning. And I was thinking, wouldn't it be so fun to just sit here at this breakfast place that we were at and like ask randos these questions? <laughs> hey, maybe we will one day. Maybe on the gram we can. <laughs> Oh, do like a poll. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so here are a few questions that we want you to contemplate. Ready? Number one. Who won the Civil War? Who was in the Civil War? Yeah. <laughs> that. Who fought in the Civil War? Okay. <laughs> hmm. Next question. Skylar, you can do it. Oh. Can you name all seven continents? I know my second graders must. Oh, yeah. And maybe just on top of that, too, can you name the four oceans, the four mm-hmm. major oceans? And then another question, and you can pause if you need thinking time. (laughs) Who did the United States gain their independence from? And then what are the first 10 amendments to the Constitution called? And if you know what they are, or you know what they're called, can you name any of the 10 amendments? So the answers are... The North won the Civil oh, War. we're answering these. We're going to answer these because people <laughs> need to know and yeah. want to know. So the, the North, North won the Civil War. Seven continents. Ready? Do you want me to go? Or do you uh, want we'll go? go back and forth. Okay. Asia. North America. Europe. Wait, that's three. Okay. <laughs> South America. Australia. Uh, Africa. Antarctica. Okay, that's seven. Name the four oceans. You go. Pacific. Atlantic. Uh, um, Arctic. And Indian. There we go. Um, who did the United States gain their, gain their independence from? It was England. Uh, I hope you knew that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, First Amendment. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> Bill of Rights, right? <laughs> yes, the Bill of Rights. And if you know what is in the Bill of Rights, that's really good. Congratulations. You are an educated human. Mm-hmm. Um, we ask these questions because... In our world today, there's a difference between teaching history and teaching social studies, and many teachers are teaching social studies. Nothing wrong with that. Which is, yeah, but there needs to be a clear definition of the two. Mm -hmm. So um, history, can I define history? Is that okay with you? Mm -hmm. Go for it. So history is, when it's done properly, is a non-biased study of people and places throughout time. So these are factual encounters that are documented and have like hard primary like evidence documents. Primary resources. Resources. That's the word I was looking for. (laughs) Yes. And then, you know, not I don't want to say opposite end of that, but social studies is defined as a discipline invented in the early of 20th early 20th century so not not too long ago um and is supposed to be a combination of civics economics geography and history so it's more it's more centered about around like children's lives and their families and their communities which again is great but there needs to be i think 
history needs to right. also be with that. <laughs> well, and we're here to advocate on behalf of history today. We are not talking down upon social studies like no. Skylar was saying. Like social studies when done well can be great. But without history, students and people are just not getting the full picture. Mm-hmm. So um yeah, we're gonna advocate for history. Yes. Not so, talking. Yeah, I was just gonna say we're not gonna we're not talking trash about social studies. Though if you teach social studies at your school, obviously that's great. But please we, don't come at us. Uh, yeah, please don't. <laughs> but we just love we we truly love history. I mean, yeah. It wasn't until I got to college where I was like, I love history because I had a teacher mm. that loved history. <laughs> Mine wasn't until I taught at our school. Mm. Honestly, yeah. So what does this look like? in schools that teach history well we can speak from our knowledge and we cannot speak for everyone mm-hmm. um but we're going to speak to our experiences so at our school we use a curriculum called core knowledge if you haven't heard of it we highly suggest that you do like google search it mm-hmm. core it's free. yeah it's free so core c-o-r-e knowledge um like skylar said it's free you can use the materials you can also buy like hard copies yeah. It's history, it's history and science. So it is. they have science units as well. They also have like poetry, literature, mm-hmm. all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, we use core knowledge specifically in history and science. So in second grade, um, our students get to learn about things such as ancient civilizations. Mm-hmm. So we just wrapped up our unit on India and then we'll be starting ancient China next week or two weeks from now. Yeah. Um, and then they'll learn about ancient Greece. So we'll do those. And then we move more into like, quote unquote, recent history. Yeah, we kind of bump up on the timeline and yeah. go back to then American history. Mm-hmm. And it's a good segue, too, because we learn about the um, democracy that came from ancient Greek mm-hmm. Greece. Um, and then we go into our constitution and War of 1812 and then we kind of jump a, not a little I guess it's right around that time then we do westward expansion civil yeah. war it's like and all then intertwined almost. immigration and then we end the year with civil rights leaders mm-hmm. as well which is a great unit yeah and so um typically again we keep saying like the reverse side of that just like the other side of social studies um typically in the classroom which we both did barely in our student teaching because mm-hmm. unfortunately there's just not time mm-hmm. in a lot of schools that we student taught at um, but when we did do social studies or at least for me it was like tell us about your background tell us about your family or reduce ways. reuse recycle <laughs> yeah which important. Like, is fine and dandy but like yeah very very important but yeah that should be taught in tandem with history yes well yes. and what I've noticed is when you teach history you teach how to be a good citizen mm-hmm. which they talk about in social studies it lends itself it does when to we conversation when we learn about Confucius when we learn about mm-hmm. these amazing like great thinkers and philosophers it lends itself to good conversations about how to be a good human <laughs> yeah and we don't have like a map unit we have a geography unit mm-hmm. and we talk about like math map legends and keys stuff like that like important things on a map but we don't sit there and like dissect a map for itself as a lesson um we also talk about american symbols like the flag and stuff but like it's not in isolation no it's it's in tandem with 
like the war of 1812 and the u.s constitution and just everything that was happening in our country at the time so mm-hmm. we are teaching these things that are taught in isolation in social studies but through historical encounters yes um yeah so again we read this book called the knowledge gap if you haven't read it read it and we just want to talk about like some notable quotes and kind of talk to you like our experiences as teachers about Um, them why we love history too (laughs) i guess Um, we already kind of did that but yeah so one (laughs) shocking argument that was brought up in chapter one of this book is that four children from like basically birth essentially through third grade or any formal schooling through third grade it quotes social studies and science can wait History is too abstract for their young minds and should wait. Mm -hmm. So this is a quote that is brought into this book as an idea that teachers are bringing into their classrooms. Um, I think it was Jean Piaget, right? Was it Piaget? Uh, Yeah. Um, Said like, oh, history and science are too abstract. They can't wrap their minds around them. Yeah. Boy, was he wrong. (laughs) Yeah, it's, I mean, and people think that history and science are development developmentally inappropriate mm-hmm. for even kindergartners, which me, I was in a kindergarten classroom for my student teaching at the same school that we teach at, and mm-hmm. they still, I mean, they loved it. They still get, they are, they're learning about presidents. It's very minimal in kindergarten, but right. it just gives them that basic knowledge to then spark an interest in history which then translates to our little second graders who cannot wait for our history units well that and with core knowledge it's really special because it cycles back through Mm -hmm. so in second grade we'll talk about the civil war but then in fifth grade they'll go into more depth about like frederick Douglass and clara barton and all these people um but for it to be too abstract is false Mm -hmm. because At the end of our ancient India unit this last week, we had a teacher come in and do an ancient India presentation. And my class had a special treat after where um, this teacher came in and answered curious questions about Hinduism and about India and about just the rivers, stuff like that. So I had questions such as, did the gods and goddesses start as babies and why is Ganges or Ganga? Ganga, thank you. So harsh. And how does Buddhism work? Or how do the gods get their powers? One question was really good. Since we say namaste in yoga, does yoga come from India? Oh, the answer is yes. Interesting. Um, but it's just these questions that they want to know more about. What do you eat in India? What are some typical cuisines? They didn't say cuisines, obviously. (laughs) But they did ask, like, what kind of food is in India? So they want to know. Which means that they are retaining the information that we give them. They are taking it in. It is basic. We we teach some pretty... But not even, because I feel like we teach some pretty abstract... I don't I don't know what I'm trying to say but we teach Hinduism we teach Buddhism we teach like who Buddha yeah we like we we go through all these different religions and they're very capable of understanding that different people celebrate different religions 
And they love to hear about other people's traditions, customs, and cultures. Yes. Like they understand that their way of thinking isn't the way that everyone thinks. Mm-hmm. And that really creates a wholesome environment. Yeah. Um, but I feel like just to automatically say that it's too abstract. Seven-year-olds, yeah. it's not appropriate. I, it's not true. I don't believe it because no. I see it every day and we hope that some of you feel the same and if you have stories and questions that your students have asked please share it with us we would love to hear more of like curious questions that are coming from your students Mm -hmm. um and even in science like I get asked like why don't we feel the earth rotating and stuff like that oh yeah um another quote would be teachers spend twice as much time on reading as on either science or social studies alone and Mm -hmm. it continues to decrease Ooh, that is so true especially for when I did practicum hours mm-hmm. in a school I remember that I needed because I was taking a science class I had to teach a science lesson for my grade and the teacher my mentor teacher in this school she gave me like their bucket of science materials mind you it was quarter three that bucket was zip tied shut meaning yeah. they had yet to open that that those science materials and I remember she told me she was like yeah they haven't really done much science this year and and it blows my mind because I understand the importance of reading and math skills I really do but when you just drill and kill the reading comprehension and all and all that stuff well and when it's taught in isolation which this book's book talks often about they don't get it so I and we're going to go into why history here in a moment, but it's showing like, even when we take out history and science or social studies, we're taking that out and plopping more reading time in and more math time in to Mm -hmm. help those standardized scores go up. It's not making an impact on the scores. Unfortunately, the scores really haven't budged over the years, over the past 20 years. Yeah. So, American students are lacking basic knowledge of the world and they're not able to put stories into context Mm -hmm. and they're not able to comprehend words that are used in worldly phenomena like rotate or orbit or immigration. Like they don't understand these words because they're not learning where they came from. Mm -hmm. They're getting skills in isolation like what is a caption or what is the main idea. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, just to like bounce off of that too, it's some more just like quotes from the book of ideas from p- people that don't teach history is saying that young children are not even interested in it, which again, no. so false, so false because they can, they can understand it. Well, and Off that point, if we back up and Mm -hmm. we think if we're using the philosophy children can't understand history or tangible science up through, let's say, third grade and they're not getting any of that language, they're not getting any of that exposure, well, heck yeah, when they're in fourth, fifth, sixth and beyond and they have these giant words thrown at them like metamorphosis if they never heard it for the first time, I would have just clocked out done (laughs) i don't know what you're talking about see you later yeah but if they're getting it in kinder and they're seeing metamorphosis in second grade and they're seeing ancient civilizations and like connections with rivers in first grade 
when they get to fifth grade, sixth grade, and beyond, they're going to be able to make these connections. Because they have the basic knowledge. They just have exposure. Yeah. And whether it be, and so same thing, I went and observed a fifth grade teacher. So like Taylor said, we line up a lot with fifth grade because Mm -hmm. they, not repeat, but they repeat units and expand on it. Mm -hmm. So we learn about the life cycle of a plant in second grade, and then it comes back to them in fifth grade. And I sat there and observed this fifth grade teacher teaching a lesson on plants and she said something about um I can't even remember what vocabulary word it was with plants and they (laughs) it might have been I don't don't remember but it was a word that she asked what they think it means and most of them were like you could tell they like remembered the word but they don't necessarily remember what it means but at least they had exposure to it right several years before that because then otherwise like you said you use a big word and they're like I have no idea what that means yeah, so tap, they're, tap. Not, they're not gonna think about it um so they have those basic skills and then that translates to like high school I mean there's high Mm -hmm. schoolers and I wanted to read this little passage from the book about how high schoolers are lacking basic knowledge of like the difference between a country and a continent yeah that one hurts that blows my mind and now that I read that you can find the page as I say this but um after I read that passage I actually every day that we do history so Monday Wednesday Friday I have my students go over the seven continents Mm -hmm. and then I make them name the continent that they live on, then the country, then the state, and then the city. Because even, I mean, they are second graders, but they still mix up. Like I will say, I said, what's the capital of the country? And they'll Mm -hmm. say Phoenix. I'm like, no, like you gotta, but again, they're second graders. They're still gaining that knowledge. Right. But most of them can distinguish between a country and a continent, especially when we start a new unit. Every time, every lesson, I'll say, what continent is India on? Mm-hmm. What continent? And over and over again. Um, but I was just going to read this from the book about like the knowledge that high schoolers are lacking because they're not getting this exposure from the young elementary years. What paragraph is it? So it's page 21, um, second full paragraph down. So it says, their high school students often lack a sense of chron... chron mm, can you say that word? Chronology. Chronological. <laughs> Chronological. Um, chronology. I don't know if that's how you go. say it. Is that it? Okay, yeah. cool. Um, students may confuse the Civil War and civil rights movement that blows my mind yeah vastly different very different things um they may think frederick Douglass and martin luther king jr were um contemporaries what (laughs) that also blows my mind and but but it's also not surprising yeah like if they're they're not not getting that information mm -hmm. in a world history class studying the segregation faced by black soldiers returning to the united states after world war one some students were under the impression that slavery still existed in 1918 um in a course on the united states after the civil war the teacher couldn't assume that students knew what happened before that war even though they had already taken a class that covered it so you have to start with there were there was a war of independence she said and that is ha- and that is who we won our independence from so they couldn't even name the revolutionary yeah. war as high schoolers as high school when our first graders that's like something that they dive they into they learn about the revolutionary war and then war. they do it in fourth grade again and they go mm-hmm. into the causes and uh, why it happened so yeah and then i won't read the whole thing but it says that there was a student that was surprised by the term South America because he didn't even know that that was a continent. Yeah, because they it wasn't, quote, in America. Yeah. 
Yeah. And we don't read this to be negative. We read no. it for it to be eye-opening because these are facts. it is kind of shocking that we don't know our own history and not mm-hmm. just our own history, but the world. Yeah. We, I never, okay, I shouldn't say never, but I don't recall learning about any history prior to middle school. I think was my first history course but I and yeah we named the presidents I remember that we named the country we would sing patriotic songs but I never learned about India or China or Greece or Mm -hmm. Mesopotamia yeah I mean first grade goes into Egypt it it's so beautiful to see the connections between ancient civilizations and the way in which we live today and not because only there are similarities not only do we teach it we have celebrations for them yeah we have a greek fest we have the mess no the uh, egypt museum mm-hmm. we have i mean this is different from history but for science we do an insect museum like, so fun we don't just teach it we dive into it yeah and to like go off of that the greek fest they get to taste grecian food So they're able to experience that. And then um, for the insect museum, they get to like dive into their own insect of choice and get to find out its characteristics and where it lives and just really encompass themselves in curiosity, Mm -hmm. which is so fun for them. (laughs) So I guess just to move on then, I mean, we've kind of already explained why history, but yeah, but how then does history relate to then reading comprehension in so many ways Mm -hmm. i feel like that's another episode right yeah it's a whole nother episode so i mean the title of this book is called the knowledge gap Mm -hmm. because there is a gap in knowledge between students who are familiar with the world around them Mm -hmm. versus students who are just taught to read 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 and math 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 right without context yeah so skills are taught in isolation Mm mm-hmm Um, But what I put under here as my questions to like the audience, Mm -hmm. if you're a parent and you're sending your child to a school, I hope that you would ponder what's important to you and how do you want your kids to be educated? What do you want them coming out of school with? Do you want them coming out with skills in isolation or do you want them to experience this full child development Mm -hmm. of studies of the arts and studies of the sciences and studies of true history rooted in fact rooted in primary documents Mm -hmm. um, exposed to culture exposed to traditions that are outside of their own a true worldly view um, versus like what's going on in your community how can you recycle that's bad but like There's just so many things that you can talk about in history that lends to the conversation of, well, how can you be a good citizen? Like Mm -hmm. we talk about, and excuse me if I mispronounce this, um, King Ashoka or Ashoka Mm -hmm. in India, he was this ruler and he had this vast empire. And one day he realized what destruction he had caused Mm -hmm. and he took a step back and he actually met this Buddhist monk and pondered how could he create a better society Mm -hmm. and students are able to think about like how can they what would they have done in his shoes like would you have provided 
roads? Would, would you have provided hospitals, something to better the community mm-hmm. at that time? And it kind of translates in to what can they do in the classroom? What can they do in their lives to mm-hmm. be there yeah. and to be present and to be a good citizen? <laughs> And especially in like the United States Constitution, as we talk about the founding fathers and the steps that they took toward creating the Constitution itself. Mm -hmm. It's so interesting to see like how they can kind of place, not exactly, but they place themselves in the shoes of these men in this room that's hot and kind of like flustered. And they feel the tension that was in the room that day. And they're able to like process that yeah that had to be really difficult for them um but yeah developmentally inappropriate is the farthest thing from the truth yep I (sighs) I could talk about it all day yeah and it I mean again and we do writings and think like it we not only do we teach history but we bring in the reading and writing aspect to history mm-hmm. be and especially when students learn about certain things that translates to the books that they choose at home so yeah. if they really loved learning about buddha maybe they'll find a book about buddha yeah you know what i mean and they enjoy it and they want to learn more about it one series that the second graders have taken to and obviously it has to be age appropriate to your children um depending on like where their reading levels are and whatnot but the I Survived series are about, Ooh, like, historical yeah. concepts. Mm-hmm. Um, and although they cover things like World War Twelve, like the Nazi... In- World, <laughs> World War Twelve. Where Jeez. are you at? <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, No, World War Two and the Nazi invasion. And mm-hmm. it covers, like, Pompeii. There's just so many different stories there's a, i had a student yesterday reading the attacks of the 9-11 yeah and, but she asked it in a way she was like what is september two or like she didn't even she didn't know to say 2001 she said <gasps> she said 201 one like she was saying something and i was like are you talking about 9-11 but she like didn't understand what i was trying right. to say which again they're young and we don't talk about 9-11 I mean we talk about it we talk about it kind of on the day as it's like we're remembering but we're also told that like that's for a home conversation right um but that's a different but but your student is now able to access knowledge that through literature Mm -hmm. which is a beautiful thing and she's able to go and ask questions about it Mm -hmm. and kind of root herself in curiosity that way yeah which I think history and science really bring out the joy in learning mm-hmm. and they create these lifelong learners because they're able to like you said understand what they're reading mm-hmm. they're able to root themselves in worldly, worldly phenomenon mm-hmm. um they just learn to be inquisitive and to not take everything as is yeah and they question it mm-hmm. like why do people practice buddhism or why do people i don't know use simple machines whatever it is (laughs) simple machines but it it allows them to experience the true joy that comes with learning yeah which I didn't get until I started teaching here Mm -hmm. unfortunately it's kind of sad to say that I mean I Mm -hmm. never disliked (laughs) okay (laughs) I loved school as a child um but then in in not college high school I got bored because there wasn't a joy of 
learning. There it depended on joy. the teacher for well, sure. Yeah, that's what kind of stinks. Is it really depended on the yeah, teacher. It does. And it still does today. It does. I had I'm not trying to call anyone out here. <laughs> I had a former student this was the last year talk about what they're doing in history and that grade it was a few grades on and she was saying yeah it's a bummer because we do a lot of worksheets mm. I said oh that is a huge bummer because she recalls the stories from second grade and how history comes to life mm-hmm. through our celebrations and it comes to life through our stories I mean history is a story we say that all the time that you're There's telling story in the word history yes. because it is a story we I oftentimes I will bring my students over to my literature corner to teach a history lesson because yeah. I'm telling them a story yeah and they children love stories mm-hmm. they want to know stories about kings and queens and princes and beggars and mm-hmm. everything in between and they want to know why things happened and yeah. it's it's really beautiful to see the joy and the curiosity and just the love that they acquire yeah we could go on and on yeah on and on we could and we hope that we've inspired you to pick up a book at least a little bit at least a little bit and we're happy because this book like we said has so much to it um we're happy to maybe do an episode on like the reading aspect that you briefly mentioned Mm. because it's huge how history and science play into a child's ability to read and access language and comprehension and comprehension yeah that's something that I struggled with as a child Mm -hmm. and still struggle with comprehension is something that I struggle with yeah and I feel like maybe if I did learn a lot of history and science maybe I wouldn't have as much trouble with reading comprehension as I do now but that's not to say I had some pretty awesome teachers but I just I have also a terrible memory (laughs) I'll say it over and over again I have a really bad memory (laughs) Um, but like we said please take time if you're an educator or if you're a parent that's excuse me advocating for your child's education Mm -hmm. and you want them to come away with something more read the knowledge gap expose your school to core knowledge um we don't mean to be pushers but like I feel really strongly about what we are doing in our school and I just wish that everyone had everyone does have access but I wish everyone knew about it Mm mm-hmm and I just don't think there's enough education going around in the education world about the difference between history and social studies and yeah. about how to or what to teach. Because, my gosh, you could get lost. That's a whole other episode, too. Curriculum. Yeah. We have a friend that is teaching at another school and she has nothing given to her like no curriculum like Mm-mm. she I, I guess a little bit of curriculum but she basically like it's like an open book like yeah she, you have fresh. no idea like what to start with well, yeah. which is like that in it of itself is overwhelming as Figuring a new teacher to teach and then yeah. how to teach it not only as like a first year teacher you're trying to figure out how to be a good teacher yeah. you also have to then come up with your own curriculum like that sounds right mortifying and it's like we have common core standards Mm -hmm. but my gosh are those vast oh yeah so maybe next week we can have her on and we can talk about curriculum maddie (laughs) maddie (laughs) (laughs) shout out well again 
we hope you email us email us <laughs> nobody emailed us <laughs> no one emailed us and we are not happy <laughs> please email i want somebody to tell us that you listened give us feedback people. and and tell us give us something else to talk about because yes. we think we're talking about some pretty cool topics we do but we're passionate about please tell us if you want to hear more of something or less of something or something completely off topic like yeah. what our children ate for lunch today Ooh, i could talk about that <laughs> <laughs> the health yes. but please reach out to us let us know that you're listening spread the word we hope that we can reach as many educators 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 as possible because we are passionate about what we do and we want people to know about we want resources. To learn. We want to learn from others. So please yes, tell people to listen and tell them to give us feedback so that I just want to hear from others besides our own friends. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you can reach us at, what's our Gmail? Teachers Talk Pod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's podcast. Teachers, no, I think it's just <laughs> hold up uh teachers talk pod at gmail.com okay. teachers talk pod at gmail.com first person to email us it's still up there yeah gets a shout out you know what i'll throw a prize in there if i have to i got a starbucks gift card sitting on my counter if someone Ooh. wants it even if you know us <laughs> yeah even if I'll you're give like it to you <laughs> it would help me yeah um and then you can also reach us on instagram at teachers underscore talk underscore podcast Please give us a follow, a like, and let us know what you want to see on there. Because, again, we're, like, Please. kind of everywhere. And we'd love to, like, streamline it. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah. Are those our, those are our plugs, right? We don't have any. We don't have a Twitter. <laughs> we don't have a TikTok. We, that, like, might be in the future. We're just not cool. and We're cool, but not that cool. We're not cool enough for TikTok. I'll get my sister to help us out. At least I'm not cool enough for TikTok. <laughs> I also don't know how to work it, so... <laughs> We'll see about that one. Oh, God. But yeah, please reach out and thank you for listening. Thanks. We will TTYL. Oh, God. We're stopping now. I'm really trying to be retro today. No, we're not.